Happy Friday, everybody, and happy NHL All-Star break to everyone out there tapped and tuned in to your daily source for fantasy hockey news. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and we got a whole lot to cover today. Of course, the Elias Lindholm trade, breaking it down from all fantasy angles, and a little countdown, taking a look at the top veterans in the game, 30-plus years old. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's tap in. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab, everybody, to your source for fantasy hockey news, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Shout out to the everydayers. Thank you so, so much for making us your first listen every single day. Even in this NHL, you know, it's a little bit of a pause right now, Steel, for obvious reasons, but there's also teams on their one-week breaks. It's a little bit quiet out there, but we're not stopping with the fantasy coverage because even though the break is here, Big trade by the Vancouver Canucks deal. I'm excited to pick your brain on this one. You and I have not talked off air about what we think about this. And I think there's actually implications for both squads that you and I need to talk about. We're going to cover that off the top of the show. And one of our favorite things on this podcast is doing countdowns. And we're doing one of our old school ones. No pun intended. Top veteran players in the league that are still getting it done both fantasy wise but perhaps more importantly on the ice affecting their club's ability to win games and that's what this is all about so we're going to tap into a countdown top 10 what 10 through 7 on today's episode steel we're going to holler at it but honestly i'm loving this time of year i'm excited to see what the nhl all-star game holds steel because it's been a bit boring the last number of years so let's see what they have in store over to you though because this vancouver canucks team is going for it. Yeah, they've gone all in with this trade with the Calgary Flames. This is their second deal of the season already. You know, earlier mm. they traded for uh, Nikita Zadorov. But first, before we get to the trade, shout out to Patrick Alvin, general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. Signs the multi-year extension, gets straight back to mm. work, getting major deals done Good before point. the All-Star break. So got to give a shout out to him because he's mm. going all in with the Vancouver Canucks this year. But let's break down the trade. Vancouver Canucks receive Elias Lindholm from the Mm. Calgary Flames. In return, the Flames receive Andre Kuzmenko, a first-round pick, a conditional fourth-round pick, both in 2024, and two uh, two prospects on the blue line, uh, Hunter Brustevich and Joni Yermo um, from the Vancouver Canucks. And I believe Brustevich is having a really good OHL season so far Mm -hmm. this season. So, I, you know, if I'm going to give these teams a grade on the overall trade, I'll give the Calgary Flames an A, maybe even an A plus, and the Vancouver Canucks an A minus. I think this is a win-win mm. situation. Um, I think obviously at the beginning, I, I feel as if the asking price for Elias Lindholm was a little bit high, but clearly the Vancouver Canucks were willing to match or offer what mm. the Calgary Flames wanted for Lindholm. And this was about the only piece on the market that the Canucks could really go after and something that they uh, that they really needed to fill in their roster lineup right now. You know, a, a top six centerman sure. who can sure. play on the first or second line. I think JT Miller and both Elias Lindholm could be interchangeable on the first two lines there. Uh, but obviously you want to spread a little bit of the love. You've got JT Miller and Brock Besser playing really great together. Yep. So I think this is, again, a win-win situation. But I don't know and I don't believe that this will be just a rental 
uh, for Vancouver. I could, I could really see Vancouver, you know, the Lindholm's on the last year of his contract where he's making 4.85 million, a little bit of an underpayment from, uh, from, uh, you know, what he's done over the last four or five years, but I could see Vancouver offering him maybe $6 million on his next contract. I don't know for how much uh term it will be, but he's only 30 years old. So he's still got a lot of hockey to play left. And clearly sure. he hasn't had the best season. Uh, we know the struggles the Flames have gone through in the first two and a half months mm. of the year. Yeah. But this is a great chance for Elias Lindholm to really boost his fantasy value playing with Elias yes. Pedersen playing with JT Miller and Brock Besser on the power play if he gets there on the first unit. So this is a win-win situation for me. And going to the other side of things with the Calgary Flames, this is exactly what the Calgary Flames are doing right now. And this is what Craig Conroy has been looking for, as he stated once he took over as the general manager last Good point. year. And I don't want to say that the Calgary Flames are going through a rebuild or looking to rebuild, because I don't want to... Uh, define it as that it's more retooling reshaping the team that they have right now sure. and there he's doing exactly what he's uh what he's wanted to do he's trading the older players for some younger players right now we saw that with Tafoli and Sharon Govich we're seeing that now with Lindholm and Kuzmenko and obviously with a little bit more incentives coming back to the Calgary Flames with the conditional and first round pick and the two prospects so again win-win situation for both these clubs right now um and again, I just think overall, this is good for both Lindholm and Kuzmenko because Lindholm not having the most productive year, but he gets a chance to play with some studs in Vancouver now. And mm -hmm. Kuzmenko, a guy who had, what, 75 points last year, was shooting at 27.3% uh, in his rookie year at 26 years old. And 27. now 27.3% is crazy. That is insane shooting percentage. Yeah. But we knew he was over excelling last year for sure. with the Vancouver Canucks. And we yep. see it from the stats there compared to this year where he only has eight goals and 21 points in 43 mm -hmm. games. So mm -hmm. a good fresh start for Kuzmenko and Calgary, as I believe, you know, just wasn't working out under Rick Tockett this year. And then Elias Lindholm has a chance to be in the playoffs and he's playing with some studs in Vancouver. So many ways that I want to take this conversation already. Number one, in terms of your comment on what, uh, Craig Conroy is doing in Calgary. I think that might change right now. It might just be a reshaping, but yeah. they might, if they start to go South a little bit, there might be a lot more players shipped out there. So for now, I agree with you there for sure, but that might change if this team starts to play worse, because I could see Markstrom in New Jersey devils, black, red, and white real yeah. soon. I'm just throwing that one out there. That makes a lot of sense for me. It's picking up steam. I got a few points and that's why I had my head down during your take there. I'm not trying to not listen. I got a lot of points to make. Number one, Lias Lindholm contract talks in Calgary were going nowhere. In fact, yeah. they were non-existent this year. So to your point about why I actually agree, I think he will probably want to start getting those going in Vancouver. Also, why not? They're in a very different situation than Calgary. Number two, he plays center and he can play wing. So I'm interested to see, you know, obviously it makes sense. He slots in the middle. Uh, on the top line right now, that's also those steel going to affect. Is it? I think it's Suter who's been on that uh, yes. top power play unit who's likely to get bumped. So there's a little bit of Pius Suter. There's a little bit of a fantasy take there that I also wanted to get off. Right now, though, over the last year and a half, and here's another point for you. Speaking of points, in the exact same amount of games, sorry, Kuzmenko 124 and Lindholm 129 over the last year and a half. They have one point difference. Lindholm has one more. So I actually really do think this is quite a good haul for Calgary because yeah. maybe all Kuzmenko needed is a bit of a refresh. But smaller sample size for sure. And Lindholm makes this Vancouver Canucks team 
even more balanced and hard to deal with. Thatcher Demko is a Vesna candidate. Uh, Quinn Hughes is a Norris candidate. And we know all about the players that you mentioned up front. And let me just leave it with this. Can this deal perhaps impact Elias Pettersson to maybe want to maybe get those contracts going, contract talks going himself? Because that's not something he's been willing to do. I got my eyes on that situation as well, Steele, because all of it has fantasy impact. And just mm -hmm. looking at this Canucks team, they've been absolutely cooking. So throwing in a guy in Lindholm who had 42 goals two years ago. Yeah. You got to be feeling good if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan right now, because yes, sure. Calgary did good out of a situation that looked like wasn't going to go well for them in the end. Most definitely. But right now, the best player on the team getting him usually wins the trade. So that's Vancouver, in my opinion, right now. I hope you're feeling those takes. I hope everyone out there is feeling those takes because Steele and I are about to get spicy, baby, with this <laughs> top 10 countdown. But veteran Steele, this is a young man's game. We know this. So being able to target some of these guys that are not only still bringing it on the ice, and that's important in this list, but they can still chip in with fantasy value. We're going to talk about it 10 through 7, but you know we got a shout out to our friends from FanDuel Sportsbook. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to everyone out there. We are only just over a week away, Steele and I. We are hyped for Super Bowl Sunday, and it's all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing a couple of super bets. Get your saucy chicken wings, couple of wobbly pops, Maybe you make a couple of prop bets, but if you're doing it, you're doing it on FanDuel because they have so many ways to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you pick who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets on players to score touchdowns, who scores the first touchdown, how many points, and so much more. New customers join today. You get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 wager or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe. Make sure you go over to YouTube. Check out the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Day is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So subscribe to this channel. Subscribe to the Locked On Sports Day channel on YouTube, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. If you just missed it, we were talking about that Mm. massive trade between the Vancouver Canucks and Calgary of uh, Calgary Flames. We're going to continue this conversation moving forward onto the top 10 veterans, uh, fantasy veterans, you know, overall general hockey play uh, for a sense, mm. but over, uh, mostly fantasy aspect of things. Top 10, we'll try to get from uh, through 10 through 6 today. If we can't get Ooh. through 6, we'll save 6 through 1 for tomorrow's episode. I see. Um, Starting at number 10, though, I reminded you of this player. You had him, but you forgot to put him in the top 10. Um, Anze Kopitar, 36 He's gotta be years there. old. He has to be on the top 10 list. Yes. And we can talk about how poor the Kings and Kopitar has played over the last 10, 15 games. But take a step back and look at the overall season to date. Kopitar has played a really solid two-way game. We know he's always in contention for the Selkie Trophy if he's not too busy winning it himself. 15 goals, 41 points in 48 games. Only has 89 shots this season, mm. but 
has his highest shooting percentage since 2017, uh, the 2017 season, and is actually his mm. second highest shooting percentage throughout his NHL career to date. So 16.9% shooting percentage this year, 56.4% in the face-off circle, 14 power play points, 42 blocks, 17 hits. Again, mostly looking at the production offensively with the with the goals and the points right now. The uh, peripherals are a little bit down this season as he continues to get up there in age. But Anze Kopitar, mm-hmm. 100%, has to be on the top 10 list. Thank you so much for bringing attention to this player, Steele. I don't have him at number 10. I'll mention him just in this same breath because at 10 for me is Roman Yossi. And I know a lot of the players you and I have on these lists are very similar. But I think what's going to be interesting is why we have them where we have them. Yeah. And for me, I'm placing a lot of emphasis on cups. And look, this is still obviously a fantasy podcast, but I think what you and I are looking at with this is can they still also affect what's going on on the ice for their team in terms of winning games? And both Roman Yossi and Ans Kopitar do that still. And let me just start with Kopitar then, because then I'll explain Yossi right after very quickly. Kopitar is a player who's finished in the top 10 in heart voting in his career four times. No, he has not won it. But if you're a player who has been in the heart voting finish in top 10 multiple times, I haven't looked it up over the last 25 years, but something tells me there's not many guys with that kind of accolades. And let's not forget, he is a two-time Selkie winner at the same time Patrice Bergeron was in his prime. And if not for that player, a Hall of Famer, uh, Ans Kopitar, shoe-in Hall of Famer as well. Ans Kopitar has probably seven Selkies. Let's be real. Lady Bing winner and two-time cup champ. He's number nine on my list. And let me just explain why Roman Yossi is 10, because I know Yossi is a lot higher on your list. And that's fine because he has been an absolute stud over the last 198 regular season games. Yossi is better than a point per game player. And he plays on the blue line. He has 200 points in the last 198 games. Steel. This is wild. 25 goals on the power play in the last two and a half seasons. Roman Yossi is a Norris winner. There are not many guys his age that have Norrises. I know both you and I have a player on this list that has a couple a lot higher. Roman Yossi as well with Kopitar right there in the vein. We're talking about 31 and up. He for sure has to be on this list. And he is a big reason why even when we count out the Nashville Predators, when we think they're going to be an off an off year. I don't think they've ever been out of competition with no. Roman Yossi in the lineup. And I'm going to talk about Roman Yossi extensively on tomorrow's episode because he's going to crack the top six for me. Uh, but yeah, you know, he definitely has, to, this is another player that has to be a shoe in, mm-hmm. um, in this top 10 category, top 10 veterans list that we produced right now, but I'll talk about him more on tomorrow's episode at number nine. I'm going to quickly interchange these players. Cause I should have who I currently have at number nine ahead of, uh, Alexander Ovechkin, who is now going to come in at number nine for me, 38 okay. years old, Pains me to not have this player higher, but Mm. he doesn't deserve to have a higher ranking. And honestly, it was questioned if he should be on the list because of how he's played so far this year, but he has to be. Alex Ovechkin, 38 years old, only nine goals, 31 points in 44 games. I don't think Mm -hmm. we would have expected the great eight Alexander Ovechkin to play a season that we've seen so far. And obviously he doesn't have the same arsenal around him. And it's a different looking team from what he's uh, you know, played over throughout his NHL career. He's only on pace for 58 points, which would be absolute career low by a landslide 
when we're talking about full seasons, full seasons only, because there have been a couple of shortened seasons where he has had 58 points or a little bit lower or, uh, you know, low goals in that season, but full seasons only 82 games played. Mm. And it's really shocking again to see the performance that he's put on so far with Washington. But again, taking a step back, all four of my leagues that I'm in this year, he was taken in the first or second round. And I was a little bit shocked to see that his, uh, av- his ADP was actually 44.6. Mm-hmm. So he was getting taken on average in the fourth round, but he's playing more like a ninth rounder right now. Again, just yeah. not what we've seen from Alex Ovechkin. However, mm-hmm. with that all being said, he yeah. still brings the shots on net. He still brings the physicality and hopefully he can finish the second half of the season strong and maybe squeak the Washington Capitals into a playoff spot. It's going to take a lot for Alex Ovechkin and John Carlson on the blue line to get the Washington Capitals into the postseason. But if anyone can do it, it's a guy who's been there numerous amount of times who we know can, if he can get going and scoring Mm. goals and cat, you know, get a hot streak going offensively, um, it could be dangerous for other teams in the metropolitan number one this season for sure. If we were doing this just based on fantasy, I agree with you. He doesn't hit the list because we're talking about like fantasy impact this year, but we're also talking about just overall quality and importance to his team. That's why this list is not just solely based on fantasy because I think it would look different if that was the case. However, looking at this second half, how you're talking about it, I think actually if Ovechkin is able to catch fire, because I'm not very, you know, I'm doubting this Washington Capitals team steal is what I'm trying to spit out here. Because when I look at their numbers, there are, there are minus 31 overall in goal differential, but somehow are still sitting tied with the Devils and Pittsburgh Penguins with 51 points overall and only four back of the Flyers, five back. So they're still alive. So if there's anything that you know Ovi will get going for, it's a sniff at that cup. And no, I don't even think they're anywhere close to being a team that can come even close to a cup. But when it comes to getting in the playoffs, you know, all bets can be off. And that is what might fire up Ovechkin. So if you start to see this Capitals team go in any way, you're going to know it's because of number eight. I'm here for that take in a big, big way. I hope you guys are here for the rest of these takes coming up after the break. I got a couple more players that I'm sure are going to get Steel going. But very quickly, Steel, before we get to that break, I just want to ream off. And in no explanation other than you know these players are legit. They deserve honorable mention on my list. Joe Pavelski, for sure. I know you're going to talk about him. (laughs) Mark Stone, Claude Giroux, those three. And believe it or not, Zach Hyman is 31 years old, and I think he deserved a little bit of love because I thought about him long and hard to crack the top 10 list, and that's one of those ones that I think if we were talking about pure fantasy, he's on the list, but we're talking about some legends here, and Zach Hyman is not. So that's why those are honorable mentions. That's what I got. Why don't you take us to break, and we'll bang out the rest of this list. We'll get through the next couple of veterans on this top 10 list. We might have enough time to get to six, but we'll see uh, what the time is like. We'll get there very, very quickly. But first, thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, the follow button, leave a five-star review. Let us know if you agree or disagree with this top 10 veteran list that we've got cooking right now. Again, the next uh, second half of this top 10 list will be on tomorrow's episode, six through Mm -hmm. one or five through one, depends on how many we can get through today. 
But Saturday special, baby. Let us know uh, if you disagree, agree. Who would you have on? Who would you take out? Let us know in the comments on the YouTube channel. And we appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day, every single episode. Flip, I'll throw it back over to you. You had you said you had Roman Yossi at number nine, right? I had Yossi 10, Copes 9. Yes, sorry, Yossi 10, and now Kopitar I'm on to nine. my eighth guy, which I wanted to try and find a goalie because this is one of those positions that you know I talk about at length. So I can't come on here and not show a little bit of love to Sergei Bobrovsky because I'm before I even get to his career numbers, which are absolutely going to put him in the conversation for the Hall of Fame, most definitely. He has also taken one of the best teams in the league to the Stanley Cup yeah. last year. And I don't know if you've dug into these numbers this year. He's playing just as good. And I'm a little bit concerned about the track record on this body at 35 years old. That might catch up to him because that run last year, he was sensational. I had to run back some of those highlights. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk ran through people. It was Sergei Bobrovsky that was the reason this team beat so many good clubs on the way to the Stanley Cup. Let me hit you with this, Steele. He's got two Vesnas. There's not many players in the NHL history that have multiple Vesnas. So that's where it is, number one. He has a 915 career save percentage and 40 shutouts <laughs> and a 2.60 career goals against. And when I looked at his numbers last year in the playoffs, I had to give him even more love because he had a 918 save percentage in the postseason. So for me, he was a little bit higher on the list. It fluctuated a little bit because there was a couple of years there in Columbus that he was bad. And then I think maybe what, at the start of last year, he was yeah. really bad. So I don't want to come on here and say he hasn't shown that he can be streaky. But this guy has been a big reason that this Florida Panthers team has been one of the best in the business over the last two seasons. And he has the career numbers to back it up. In my opinion, he deserves to be on this list. Yeah, he probably deserves it, but he's not on my top 10 list. That's but okay. AKA, I'm not even going to debate with you because he has been very, very solid uh, since the last, since postseason last year, all the mm -hmm. way through 2023, 2024. So Florida Panthers continue to roll. Sergey Bobrovsky, Sam Reinhart, big parts of that. At number mm -hmm. eight on my list, I've got Evgeny Malkin of the Pittsburgh Penguins, 37 years old. I know he's a little higher on your list. A uh, lot higher, but that's the okay. Reason, the reason okay. I have him... This low again. This is more of like a um, a caveat or a, spit it out, Steel. Let me hear it. It scares me when it comes to fantasy leagues with Evgeny Malkin because I know how incredible he is and and producing in almost every category you could think of offensively, but he gets injured so many times throughout his mm. year. So you can't depend goes on you him and the injuries. The injuries, but again, every year. Every year, I think he's going to start regressing a little bit, and he just mm. gets better or stays consistently this at the same level. But again, my fear comes from the injuries that he's uh, that's that he's severed over the last couple of seasons or throughout his NHL career. But even with that, like I don't, I don't know why I'm thinking that way with Evgeny Malkin because again, mm. going throughout his NHL career, 15 out of the 18 NHL seasons, he's been a point per game player. It doesn't matter if he plays 57 games. He'll play 57 games one season and put up 58 points. And then the next year, he'll play 78 games and record 98 points. So it doesn't matter how many games he plays in a season. It seems that he's a mm. point-per-game player every single year. This season, currently 16 goals, 40 points in 46 games. So he can still end up, at the end of the season, a point-per-game player. But 125 mm. shots, 
only 12 power play points because Pittsburgh Penguins power play has been yeah. absolutely detrimental to their success this year. Sure, um, sure. But he's still getting it done in the other categories. He's still got 40 points in 46 games. And mm. I know you're going to talk about him on tomorrow's episode, but if yes. any Malkin comes in at number eight for me. I'm going to leave all of my juicy tidbits for Gino for tomorrow. I'm just <laughs> going to throw this out there, Steele, that last year he played a full 82. This year yeah. he hasn't missed a single game. And while your point is definitely valid, I'm not trying to say you're wrong or off the mark because he's dealt with injuries. I think it was, what, 2019 through till 2022. He only played, like, combined, like, 120 yeah. games or something like that over three seasons. So that was obviously a concern. But when he is in the lineup, he's a game changer. He's clutch. And you know what? I can't help but ream off a couple of these. Three cups, two Art Rosses, a Con Smythe, a Hart Trophy the Calder, and he's still getting it done. I'll talk a little bit more about Malkin and one of his teammates a lot higher on this list for obvious reasons. Let me just very get very quickly to seven then, Steele, because I think that's all I'm going to have time for. But Brad Marchand deserves to be on this list. And as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, <laughs> I just want to come out here and give an honest take about Brad Marchand. He goes out there and runs his mouth. He gets under the skin of opponents. He is the kind of player that if he is on the opposing squad, you hate him. He's the little ball of hate for a reason. But if he is on your squad as a fan and as a teammate, you bleed for him. He is the best guy you could have around. And not to mention, is he a leader and a good Nova Scotian lad? He is a warrior and he backs up the trash talk. There has yeah. not men, been many players in the NHL. And I know he's let his emotions get away from him. Say what you will about licking and all the other antics. <laughs> he's a winner, Steele. Yeah. He is a cup winner, a four-time all-star, and he backs up his mouth. And how about this? In 996 career regular season games, 910 points and 76 game-winning goals. That is a lot of game winners, and that's what I wanted to leave it with with Brad Marchand is he is clutch. He is still a point-per-game player. He has 47 points in 49 games. And this Boston Bruins team, and I know it's a team in Boston, he has been a big reason why yeah. this team hasn't fallen off in two decades, and he is a big reason why. He is a big reason why. And even as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, I think, uh, you know, speaking on Brad Marchand, I think he deserves to be a little bit higher than number seven on this list, okay. but I'm not going to hate on it at number okay. seven because there are a ton of phenomenal Fair. veteran players out there. But I've got him a little bit higher, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, higher than number seven. At number seven, though, comes your favorite player, the one, the only Joe Pavelski, 39 years old. There he is. There he is. 39 years old. Aging like a fine wine, this man is. <laughs> 19 goals, 43 points in 49 games. We talk about some of these veterans who can, you know, bring up the teammates around them. You know, again, we know Robertson and Rupe Hintz have been absolutely stellar, and they're going to be part of this Dallas Stars squad moving forward for a very long time. But if Joe Pavelski is not there centering them, this is a little bit of a different story. So I love Joe Pavelski at number seven on this list. He's a power play specialist. You stick him right in front of the net. Uh, right in front of the goaltender, and he knows exactly what to do in order to capitalize, whether it's deflections. I think he's got one of the best hand-eye coordinations in the NHL, plus That's just banging point. away for rebounds. 125 shots, 45 blocks, 33 hits, and all while playing under 16 and a half minutes this season, which is a full minute less, actually over a minute less, 
than last year's average time on ice. So Joe Pavelski at 39 years old continues to get it done. And I don't think he's going to be done in the NHL anytime soon. Cause again, he's aging like fine wine out there. He could play for another couple of years. He might not be done in the NHL anytime soon, Steele. And I'm not here to throw hate at Joe Pavelski. I'm not going to come on here and throw out bad takes. There was a span of three seasons, 2014 through to 2016, when that Sharks team was like at the top of the Pacific Division. One of those years, they put up like 111 points or something crazy like that. But over that stretch in 246 regular season games, he had 227 points. And I'll just say this to poke a little bit of a hole in your conversation, in this conversation, in your point. They couldn't get it done. And I know that's nothing against his value. That's just one of those things that when you talk about Joe Pavelski's career, it's going to come up. He hasn't been able to win. He's been able to get it done all other levels, but he hasn't been a winner. And almost every other player on this list, aside from maybe Bobrovsky, has been a winner. So that's all I'll say about Joe Pavelski, but that doesn't take away from his ability. Last year, putting up 77 points, all I need to say is I was wrong there, and that's all you need to read into because he was still getting it done he almost goes about it in silence i don't know if i've ever heard really much of anything from joe pavelski other than just operating and being a truly efficient forward great point about the hands if anyone needs to learn how to tip a puck youtube joe pavelski hands and you're good to go i think we're good to go to tomorrow's episode with the rest of this countdown steal but take us away brother Saturday special coming at you this weekend. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Once again, check out Locked On Sports today. They're here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts, plus the national shows covering every single league. Make sure you continue to uh, subscribe to this show. Hit the follow, leave a five-star review, and thank you again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow.